Welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damon Ossifer with your host, Paul Frederick. and fellow Damons to Damonosophy. My guest tonight is an expert on all things having to do with Anton LaVey because he is, in fact, the grandson of Anton LaVey and the son of Zena LaVey. That's right. Stanton Zaharoff LaVey has come to share some of his dark fire with us this evening. Stanton, welcome and Shim Hamparash. Thank you, Paul. Nice. Uh, thanks for having me on. And right, thanks. Satan, thanks for coming and on. Satan to you. Hell yeah, hell Satan. Hey, so, you know, one thing I usually ask all my guests about is how they found the left-hand path. And I think in your case, it's kind of like a unique circumstance. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to say if you have any thoughts on what this word means, what kind of relevance it might have uh, for you and your work in this world. Interesting question. Well, I'll let, I'll answer that by by t- touching briefly on how how strange it is for me personally when dealing with or having dealings with people who are who are converts or who have who have uh, become occultists uh, by their own free uh, free choice. Um, or whether or not they were possessed to, uh, but um, and how I feel having grown up immersed in in occultism and black magic uh, that that it's uh, it's the type of thing that I have I've almost it's it's almost felt like some sort of a classical classic horror movie kind of like angel heart or something like that where where no matter how much i run from uh, at least in my youth when i spent time sort of trying to evade the occult how it has managed to come and come and find me and lure me back into its fold uh so i think that uh, i mean i know that the left hand path is it is a it's a it's a frequency that certain certain select people exist on and it's not it's not really as much by choice as as people feel or experience that it is uh i mean i'm a living proof that it is not by choice in a way it's uh it's it was very much uh uh, a natural part of my existence and always has been and i feel uh i feel inclined to to say that it's uh, that for those who uh those who uh, exist on the left hand path uh that they that they were in fact somehow uh metaphysically at least born to be on that frequency or in that 
uh, on that plateau of existence where uh, it's um, that that we share uh, this space that we share in reality that is the left hand path. So uh, it's uh, it's a it's a strange mystical thing, but I think that uh, it, and it's difficult for me to relate to 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 many uh, Satanists, occultists, which is an otherwise uh, for for reasons having to do specifically with this, with, with, uh, this strange, the strange murky area of, of understanding how a person becomes, how a person just is a witch and finds themselves in books like the satanic Bible. And, uh, uh, sometimes I wonder whether Satanists, uh, really, Actually, uh, a lot of Satanists that I encounter, at least, and I encounter plenty, uh, whether a great number of them really are Satanists or whether they are sort of like, uh, I guess, what you might consider like the equivalent of like a shock rocker or something uh, for occultists. Uh, it's, it's as though... It's as though there's an element of people who who align themselves with Satanism when they uh, when even when you know those very people Anton would have been more inclined to call them witches or warlocks in the early days than uh, than Satanists. So it's like a yeah. it's a nouveau it's a nouveau term. So uh, yeah, yeah, hundred oh, percent. So I. I yeah, I, I I identify with a lot of the things that you said, and I'm one of those people that I found it, and I think that's most you know you you, you would be the exception there, right? That that um you know having kind of come up in this. So when I discovered it, it was like like you'd said, um, you know, and and this was like the Satanic Bible. I was like, oh, no, that's what that's what that's me, you know. Yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was trying to express. Now I have words to talk about what yeah. I, I did not have words for before yeah and that experience is is you it's so it's there is a magic within that experience alone that it it transcends uh pop culture and 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 current affairs where those who find themselves in writings like anton's works uh for for as the extreme example uh, of occultism uh, are they they have a they have a similar shared experience that is uh, it's almost universal regardless of what is happening um, culturally at the time. However, that being said, uh, the flip side of the coin, at least, uh, or the dark side of the moon, as it be, for for me and my experience of things, uh, I, I don't, I, I'm, let me think of the best way to put this where I don't have that sort of pivotal moment of, of going, wow, you know, and, and zap, you know, finding myself in this, uh, I, have a world and a, a, a lifetime. In fact, I feel as though I've crammed many lifetimes into this one already 
that that is rich and full with um, amazing and enchanting realizations and self-realizations that culminatively add up to a experience that is similar in that sense. Uh, but it's uh, it's it, for all the fun and uh, in all of my sinning, it's uh, you know, working for the devil ain't never been easy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's it's it is very much a labor of love, uh, and it's a love a love for uh, hero, my hero Anton, who is. I, I'm blessed in this way that my personal hero just so happens to be my god, my grandfather, and I almost said my godfather. Uh, I have, I have that we'll we'll discuss that more later. I have interesting <laughs> godfathers, uh, but but I was able to spend a lot of what I would consider, I mean, what most people consider very quality time with Anton during my formative years. He played a father figure role for me uh, during the first five years of my life and then uh, continued to a little less uh, as I got older. Uh, he, he had a little bit of a competitive kind of view of me in a narcissistic sense, similar uh, or at least not dissimilar to to the competitive view of me that Zena that developed in Zena to such an extreme that she eventually began to view me as a threat and an enemy and set out to destroy me where Anton never spent enough time with me past age, past age, like uh, 11 or 12. Uh, he, he was able to he was able to not develop the competitive hatred for me <laughs> that <laughs> Zena did. Uh, it's a bizarre thing. I mean, but in, in in family hatred is very real, and the reasons for uh, for family feuding are uh, wide and varied. Uh, and uh, and the Levey family is certainly no exception to that norm. Before my grandfather died, uh, I'll start trying to refer to him as Anton for your listeners. Uh, it's it's one of those things. It's like I don't want to say my grandfather, my grandfather, my grandfather five hundred times on your show. So I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll reference him that way here and there. Uh, I'll try to remember to mention him as Anton as well. But Anton, before Anton died, I knew we the whole family kind of knew he was going to die soon. Uh, he had had, he had suffered from heart disease for many, many years. Uh, he hid it very well. He hid himself from the limelight and from the media well enough that he was able to mask, uh, the symptoms of, of his failing heart, uh, you, you know, via, post-production on things like speak of the devil and uh, mm -hmm. fancy, fancy, fancy film editing. And, uh, so that people were not subjected to his 
long fits of coughing and stuff like that. And uh, he would—he wasn't able to, like, for instance, walk up a flight of steps. Uh, he would get too winded uh, a short way up. Uh, and uh, and it, it was it was sad. It was sad, but it was also due to his own lifestyle choices. And that's why he didn't make a big to do about it. Didn't complain and fuss because he, uh, he knew that it was his own doing really. He lived very satanically as one would imagine. Uh, he ate what he wanted to eat and indulged in all of the, you know, the things in life that he, that he found stimulating. Uh, he was pretty true to the code. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I don't really, I have virtually nothing bad to say about my grandfather and the few things that I, the few little off color things that I could say and won't are only just because of petty little things that are, you know, like, uh, the type of thing two kid, kid brothers would, you know, fight about type of stuff. He was uh, he was very childlike in many ways in how he uh, right till the very end he was an avid collector of stuff and had like collections of things. Um, of course, closer to the end, his collections of things became the very foundation of the Black House. The house was in such great disrepair by the time he died that much of what was would have been priceless had it been uh had it been preserved properly because he owned things that were that had that just didn't exist anymore and yeah anywhere and he was an incredible incredibly intelligent collector and the things that he would buy and acquire but he he would buy them to hoard them and to, mm-hmm. and to to be the only person with something and then he would and he would gloat over it for a time and sort of obsess over it and then he would you know stick it back in in the mountain the evergreen mountain of stuff uh that quickly he was not able to even access much of what he had collected pre-1980 and then uh, from the 80s on, it was all just stuff that became pillars holding the house up in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so um, yeah. you and I have... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please. Um, I was going to say that, um, speaking of uh, satanic masters who've left this earth, we have a mutual friend who passed away recently and that would be Aquino. and i wanted to ask if you could share with us the interesting story of how you came to be friends with dr aquino in the final years of his time on earth yeah uh, yeah it's certainly well i'd like to talk about michael he uh we have our our friendship is 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 it became a tad controversial and then became more controversial with the publishing of his of his 50 year revision of the satanic bible uh that uh how we met was interesting and i i don't i don't know for certain that he was fishing for my attention but i feel as though he might have been 
because we were both eBaying. And this is not the most glamorous way of, uh, this isn't the most glamorous story, but in this day and age when everything is based or in or around some website or another, it's uh, almost inescapable. Uh, uh, although you and I, uh, you and I met uh, away from and outside of the internet, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, that's right. You and I met at uh, Bar Sinister in Hollywood, circa uh, 2007 or so, when my band Asmodeus X was playing out there. It's so cool. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, go ahead. No, I was just saying, you're right. It's great to like meet people in person, you know? And it's like, that happened a long time ago, but it's becoming more and more of a rare thing that that's how you yeah. actually meet someone. Uh, yeah, that used yeah. to be great. You meet people in person and you share stories. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope we, I, I hope humanity gets to do more of that in the future. Yeah. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but back to Aquino, he was, uh, he, I, I, I can't help but think that he probably saw me listing some uh, some of my LeVay uh, memorabilia on eBay, and, uh, and I never confirmed this with him, but then he began listing some collectibles, and I didn't even know that he was on eBay until one of my searches for Anton LeVay memorabilia or original you know, relics and stuff brought me to uh, to a seller that I was able to very quickly discern was Michael Aquino based on the items available for sale. Uh, and so I just sent him a message. I knew that he was no longer in touch with Zena and Nicholas uh, and hadn't been for years, at least as far as I know. And, uh, and I'm not one to not be friendly with someone just because they are friendly with someone I dislike, uh, and, uh, other people in this scenario are that way, but, uh, but I'm not. And so I, uh, so I contacted him and, uh, it just said, it just said, Hey, I love the stuff that you're selling. Uh, uh, this is Stanton, uh, Anton's grandson. And we just started chatting and then emailing, and then he invited me uh, to, then he began inviting me and my, uh, well, it, the way it happened is he invited me out uh, and took me, he invited me out to lunch and took me on a drive in his Shelby Cobra through San Francisco, <laughs> which was fun because because uh, he really knew how to tool it. And I mean, I, it felt like my body was going to rip right out of my, like my skeleton was going to come out of my, like a cartoon. And, and he was tearing up these streets and these, these super high hills in San Francisco and just blasting up them like a rocket ship. Uh, and, uh, and then he took me out on the freeway and it was, and we talked for a good long while and he drove me back home, uh, uh, on our first meeting that way. And, and he had quite a, he made quite an impact, put it that way. And, uh, and then he, uh, and then he promptly invited myself and, uh, my wife and our children. We have twin boys that are now eight years old, uh, to go to Disneyland, uh, his, his treat because he was a long time, 
uh, Club 33 member and Mouseketeer, of course. Uh, he was a, uh, a diehard Disney fan. And, um, and so, so for a while, I think it was once or twice a year, my wife and my kids and I would go to Disneyland, uh, um, on, on Michael Aquino's, uh, uh, at, at Michael Aquino's invitation. And he sent my wife and I on a lovely date to club 33, uh, and, uh, which was a wonderful experience. He also sent us to the magic castle together. He was a true gentleman and extremely generous and, uh, and a joy to spend time, uh, talking with on the phone and via email, uh, his, his relationship and, and subsequent falling out with Anton, uh, and Diane. And then the same with Zena Nicholas never once, uh, got in between my liking Michael Aquino just for just at face value. Uh, and I also got the distinct impression that he felt genuinely bad for the way things uh, turned out with with him and Anton and the split, uh, the rift in the church that led uh, for the first major exodus of people of church members uh i'm not sure if you're familiar but there have been several waves of of people ex who have exited the church of satan uh and and it, and it it really did kick off with michael aquino's uh separation from it um mm -hmm. so uh but in our very first meeting together he uh he described, I think he was impressed with my sort of like, uh, life experience that I was able to, um, I was able to glean insight from, uh, from what Diane, what, what I had picked up on the topic from Diane and, uh, and just from looking at the, the whole thing, uh, sort of objectively that, that there was more to it than just it was it was it was more a matter of okay when at the time when this breakup happened aquino was uh he was writing he was editing the newsletter for uh for the church and anton wrote uh wrote something and in his writing, uh, it said something. He said something like, uh, uh, basically, that a person, a person could achieve priesthood in the Church of Satan uh, if they, if their pockets are deep enough, effectively. And and this, and Aquino was appalled by this because that. It goes completely against having an order with a with a degree system, and uh, what's the it, what's the point in having a degree system? And uh, and so I all but but I think that there was an underlying desire on the part of Michael Aquino to find flaw in Anton at the time 
because Anton was just too damned cool. And Aquino, back then, things change as people grow older and as, you know, and when people die and are no longer there to, to feud with, uh, perceptions change and die off and uh and i think that i think at the time aquino was feeling threatened by the fact that he had put in a lot of hard work for years uh for the church of satan to advance himself uh in degrees and to come to find out that years of hard work could have been it could have been exchanged for, you know, for a, for a paycheck. Uh, it really, it really got under his skin. Uh, and so he approached Anton with this and, and he approached Diane actually first. Uh, I think, uh, he was, you know, out of respect, he approached Diane and said, Diane, you know, talk to him, uh, talk some sense to him. You're the only person who can, uh, make him retract this statement from this uh, from this article, and, uh, and make this go away, basically. And uh, and so she attempted to, and Anton's Anton got Anton acted threatened by Michael Aquino making uh, authoritative demands. And uh, and said no, I'm not changing it. He kind of was just stubborn about the whole thing, just for the sake of being stubborn, not thinking that it was going to blow up in his face the way it did. And uh, so instead of being pragmatic or practical about the matter, Anton was egotistical and uh, full of himself about the matter, which which is itself uh, part of the personality flaws that are embedded in the breakdown of the Church of Satan and its conversion from a religion into a personality cult. Mm-hmm. So, I, I yeah. mean, the rest, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, it's, uh, it's terrible and it's tragic when you consider the ramifications of where the COS could be today. Uh, where the world could be today had Michael Aquino and Anton, uh, you know, uh, put, put, were able to recognize these ego pitfalls and, and carefully step around them rather than fall into them. Uh, to imagine where things could be today is mind boggling uh, and extremely frustrating for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's true. And, and, and I know you're not the first person to, to speculate on that, um, that, you know, if that time period, if that had continued with the essence and with the energy and with, with the sincerity about it, uh, from that time period, um, it, it'd be a much different, uh, game right now because the organization now bears very little resemblance yeah. and the ironic thing is most most people i think that are in that organization 
they don't even know about any of this stuff. They yeah. don't even know yeah. that, you know, it was it was called the priesthood of Mendes or that, yeah. you know, that they took all these things like real, real seriously at the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a serious, it was a serious effort. That's what you get, what I get from hearing people who were around at the time talk about it and, and, and the writings about it is that, it well, no, they took it very, very seriously. seriously. It wasn't a, a yeah. yes, it right. was taken, it was taken very seriously. It wasn't, it wasn't, there. it was not for play and the, 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 the dramas, the psychodramas, et cetera, uh, and and uh and ceremonies were were very sincere uh of course the you know the ones that were for for publicity were dressed up and were even at times not even actual rituals taking place but were but were sort of uh dressed up uh portions of rituals that they would uh, make more glamorous appearing for the camera and, and effectively make into something that was more of a theatrical than it was a, uh, a working. Uh, and so, uh, that's, that's another part of how people end up with this notion that Anton was some sort of, um, the the word that is lo they love to use is charlatan and uh, or that he was a phony uh because quote unquote uh authentic uh occultists or practitioners or adepts whatever word is you know in the you know in vogue uh would look at video clips of uh, of Anton from things like Satanus, and they would say, "Oh, this is all wrong, and this is all wrong." And oh, he's a, you know, he's he's a sham, and he's just putting on a show like a like a, you know, a P.T. Barnum uh, sort of you know sideshow type thing, uh, and uh, and they would genuinely think that that was the 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 uh, the depth of his of his ability and knowledge of and in the occult, uh, which it, it most certainly was not limited to what was uh, put in photo shoots for men's nudie mags and things like that. Uh, it's yeah. stuff like that, that uh, it was great. That was great publicity for the church back in the, and that's, that's something that I, think i feel that hasn't been um uh, given the treatment that it deserves uh that uh, that would come from something like either a mini series or at least uh a, maybe a book or something along those lines that that showcases anton as the eternal sex symbol that he is mm. because when you mm -hmm. consider when you consider how many people Don the Anton LaVey look now, and how mm -hmm. many people will will borrow even go as far as to borrow his name in their names that they that they've uh, given themselves and stuff like that, uh, and the influence that Anton has present day 
is stronger than it was for decades while he was uh, still alive and kicking. So, uh, I mean, and that, and that is further proof that those first, that that first decade, that, that, that the first nine years when Aquino was actively involved uh, and when it was authentic and when the first books were published and when it all really happened, that that's the stuff that people are today being influenced to be attracted to. And it's important that they realize that, that they are not reading from the works and they're not, they're not attracted to the works of Peter Gilmore or hit or anyone else that, uh, that is the, that is claiming themselves to be the, the high such and such or so and so of any satanic supposed satanic outfit because this is a part of history it's as though uh you know it's like the it's like it says it's a it's kind of like imagine a political figure uh and this isn't as far-fetched <laughs> thinking about this as it as it might have been 25 years ago, but imagine a political figure running for president, calling himself Abraham Lincoln too, you know, or like, uh, you know what I mean, and and uh, or mm-hmm. or George Washington uh, 2.0, uh, right. yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and so uh, and what people need to realize is that what they're affected by when they have that experience similar to what the one you were describing, that sort of epiphany like moment where you're like, Oh, Holy fuck. I just found myself in the works of this incredibly, uh, uh, captivating and colorful figure in American history, uh, which Anton is Americana. Now, uh, he's, he's as Americana as Hank Williams Sr. and Apple Pie, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's really it's really quite a beautiful it's it's quite beautiful, and it's it, it's for me at least, it has revived much of the romance that uh, in a personal way uh, that was that was diminished so terribly by so many. Uh, uh, so many um, uh, posures along the path that have uh, diluted, not the message, but diluted the 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 uh, the magic. Yeah, well, I I I don't think a lot of people even get to the magic of it. You know, um, yeah. I think Anton, you know, he he really knew how to play media he understood the media cycle he knew yeah. how to, to to get that attention and that's something that that's a good thing i mean that because yeah. of that that's part of the reason that all of this stuff is is history now that's why yeah. you know there was a book deal that's why there was a documentary that's why there was like you know some you know you know there's like you know media spots and stuff like that but underneath it you know the essence underneath it was legitimate and authentic yeah. and it was it was serious and i mean when i you know going back to when i discovered it you know it, this is like the early 80s and i'm a kid in a small town i had no evidence that there were 
any other people out there that were in, even into this stuff anymore. You know, yeah. I didn't know yeah. any other people were into it. There's no internet or anything like that. But it was just the essence of these ideas were strong enough because, um, you know, not only did it give you, you know, not only did it, you know, tell you how, you know, the truth of magic that it that it comes from within you, but it 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 had an ethos to it, which yeah. made sense and and empowered empowered you as an individual. And as many years later, before I ever even you know met other people who were legitimately and in, legitimately into it, but I think. Yeah. Like you're saying, a lot of people, especially nowadays, what they do is they just encounter that surface image of it, that sort of huge, it's like a huge meme. It's a huge meta meme, yeah. Anton LaVey meme. And yeah. they just kind of, they encounter that and they identify, they just identify with it. And yeah. they just take identity from it. And it's, and, a, it's and that's very it. different. So they don't go any further. Discovering it now versus discovering it in of all times the 1980s. I mean, when you discovered Satanism uh, in the 1980s, any time during the 1980s was like one of the most bleak times to discover modern American Satanism, at least Levain Satanism, with the Satanic Panic and all that was going on. Uh, I experienced, I had, I had a pretty rough time of things being the, I mean, they were trying to put me up as the poster boy for the satanic youth uh, effectively back in the 80s and this was when well, when like i'm describing satanism was at its all-time least glamorous it was receiving only the attention of the dregs of daytime talk tv and uh and and these and and the worst muckraking journalists and like you know and these just the, the, the most amoral psycho pop psychologists that were doing all this uh, rep repressed memory syndrome on these kids and forcing them to saying that things happened that didn't that led to the McMartin case and all these other supposed cases and even the Presidio case with Aquino that uh, it's it, it a lot many 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 people's lives are ruined. It's uh, it's something that needs to be put in front of people's faces more. The number, the, the witch hunt that that was a real deal witch hunt, but it was performed via the media, uh, you know, instead of instead of uh, ancient courts. But the outcome was the same: families were broken up, lives were ruined. Uh, you know, bankruptcies, you know, across the board, uh, really terrible, terrible stuff uh, happened behind the belief or notion that hysteria really is what it was, that 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 all the missing kids on milk cartons were the work of, you know, baby eating Satanists. It's it's just it's preposterous. And the fact is, is still to this day, there's not been any evidence to support any of those ideas. Uh, it's just, it's all hysteria. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, no. Um, and, and so here's the ironic thing is that during, you know, during that time period in the 80s, I'd, I'd read this stuff, but I had no, I didn't know anyone or I didn't know if anyone was out there. It was when I saw Aquino on um oprah 
or maybe it was maybe it was Geraldo. I can't remember which one. Exposing Satan's underground. One of those is where I saw this guy the first time, and uh, and Zeno was on on Geraldo too. And I was like, um, and and here was this guy who's like standing up, who's standing up in front of this crowd of of people yeah. who just want to. It's a lynch mob, basically, yeah. you know. And he's standing there, and and he's not like some heavy metal guy, you know. Like like throwing up blood and and biting the heads yeah. off of bats or something. He's he's like speaking intelligently and yeah. ethically, and and he did not he didn't you know take this as an opportunity to throw the Church of Satan under the bus and say hey I'm the devil. No, he defended the whole movement. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He defended the whole thing at the time, is, and I just was so yeah. inspired. People by don't that. get it. Yeah, that is it was a noble thing, and uh, and it's it's. It's shocking to me, looking back, that Diane and Anton uh, held so fast against Aquino over the years, and uh, and uh, Diane still to this day, uh, well at least at least up until up to Aquino's passing, uh, and as far as I know, still uh, dislikes him, um, and she. They were best of buds, and then she she turned on him because of this falling out, but she turned on him because of the amount of people who left the COS and because of the amount of administrative work it left her having to, uh, to take care of. Uh, when Aquino left the COS, he didn't just leave the COS. He left behind the responsibilities of being the editor-in-chief of the Clovenhoof, uh, as well as uh, a bunch of other internal affairs uh, that all were, you know, uh, copied and turned turned over, turned into the framework for the Temple of Zet. Going back but, to but back to that. what you were saying about Anton and his belief in a real devil. Should we move back to that? Yeah. That's that's exactly where I was going. Uh, going back to that essence of the those first nine years, did Anton Lavey believe in the literal existence of the Prince of Darkness? I I believe so. Yes, I think that he did, and I think that he did through and throughout. But I think that at a point he realized that that to to uh, to speak openly and honestly about such things is is itself uh unwise and uh and he i think that i think that there are there's obvious indicators i mean when you read through the books and you read the works uh without without bias uh to one side or one, uh, you know, faction of, of whether it's anti Anton or pro Anton sentiment and instead read the works for what they are. Uh, it's impossible to not read them as an occultist and, and say, and, and say to yourself, this guy is totally, totally believes in, in a force that is the the prince of darkness, effectively, uh, that he believes in Satan incarnate, yeah, not the not a not a horned laughing creature, uh, you know, in a fiery pit, but a 
a all the but a nonetheless real force that is, that is tangible enough that it's able to be uh, worked with uh, as effectively as Anton masterfully worked with it. And to think, and, and when one considers that Anton, like you said, Anton knew the media and he knew how to work the publicity the Church of Satan never had a publicist and never needed one. He was in he was in copy the entire time that he was running the show, and uh, and that's another thing that's interesting is how many Anton Leves there were before Anton Levey. There were uh, you know from starting not starting with actually not starting with Crowley, but Crowley as one of the first most famous. Uh, Anton LaVey's because he is in many ways another Anton from a different time in a different place with uh, but with still with very similar agenda uh, and and considered a devil uh, amongst men uh, amongst mortals and uh, and but I've studied I've been studying more uh, in my research for a for a rekindling of the satanic order, uh, a rekindling of the the old school, the original Church of Satan uh, that was uh, that was also called the Satanic Order. Alternately, it would uh, one it, it, for a time it was undecided whether it would be called the Satanic Order, the Satanic Church, the Church of Satan. Or what it was going to be called, it uh, it was decided on after it was already in in um, in existence. In fact, the the name of the Church of Satan wasn't decided on until after the Church of Satan was already a a, a membership based order. Uh, and uh, where was I going with this? Oh, but the 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 point that Anton admits point blank in his writings that that a he believes in God or a God and despite despite his distaste for the God that he believed that he believes in in terms of uh, a a God akin to a judeo Christian God uh, and he also of course very openly professed an allegiance to the devil, he he is quoted as saying uh, something like uh, something along the lines of, uh, you know, I believe in the devil more than anyone ever has, or something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, things like that. Uh, he never he never tried to tried to uh, uh, he never tried to deny uh, an allegiance to the to the dark side, uh, but. He, but what happened is it became more and more dangerous to, to align oneself openly and uh, in the media to Satan during the Satan mm -hmm. panic. And he had to tone that all of that and, and he had to tone it down and perform less rituals and do less stuff that would get him into 
uh, into nudie mags and more stuff that would get him into things like uh, the magazines that he was in later on in life, like uh, the New York Post and Rolling Stone and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you go it, back to the Satanic Bible, um, I mean, he doesn't call it atheism in there anywhere. You know, it, the, no. the only time he mentions atheism in the Satanic Bible is he talks about uh, Christian atheism, yeah. and he says that the, that it's hypocrite. That's a hypocritical. That's a hypocritical yes. uh, thing. And then when he talks about um, when he talks about existence question you know it's like you said he talks about there's a dark force there's a dark force in nature that is yeah. you know that is that is satan that you that can choose to believe real. in or not as a satanist right but um it's like and and then there's also i think the 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 quote you mentioned i'm not sure if this is the source but i want to say satanist there's a scene in satanist where um he's sitting by the keyboard or something and the interviewer asks him you know, if uh, that question about the devil, he and he says something like safe, that, yeah, yeah, it's like that is definitely he's definitely aligned with 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 that. So, so I, all of this is just to say that I I feel that you know what we're talking about here is kind of like the that that true essence that's underneath it all, yes. right? The the veneer the the veneer of it nowadays is turned into you know atheism is one of the other things that's thrown into it now. It's buried um, under which, decades you know, of. It's buried under decades of pollution and misrepresentation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it's going to take it's going to take a little bit. Of, I mean, I'm pretty fa I'm pretty fast on my feet uh, when I when I when I get going. I can uh, I uh, I'm able to make things. I'm able to move mountains with magic when I'm when I'm inspired to do so. So I don't think I don't anticipate it taking decades to dig us back out of this mess, uh, but it's it's not it's not going to be done without quite a bit of work. Uh, I've been working at um, at developing developing back the satanic order. It's like reverse engineering or something like that. <laughs> yeah, tell, so tell us about that. Tell us about the satanic order. What is it? What's it going to be? It's gradual in development, and it, it's personal in that I'm able to uh, I'm able to use it as a dump site for everything that I've learned, and use the things that I've learned and experienced, and develop my own uh, ceremonies and rituals out of them, with the plan to then present those ceremonies in a, uh, and this would be for members only, and will be. Uh, it's, uh, and we have a membership base, so I have members and, and which is wonderful. Um, I, it's, I'm, there is the demand, uh, is presently exceeding the supply, uh, in so far as, uh, the, the amount of time that I have that I can dedicate to it because I am in trend, I'm, I'm immersed in work uh, on on a variety of different projects uh, as well as businesses and so Ordo Satanus is what I'm calling it uh, because I think that it's got a nice sort of uh, sort of esoteric ring to it uh, and then it, it is also uh, further abbreviating COS to OS uh, which um, 
I figure, well, you know, we could do away with that pesky church word while we're at it. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, with so much of, uh, so much of life being, uh, led on the internet, uh, and with so few physical evidence of churches, uh, of Satan present, uh, there's really no reason in clinging to that or clinging to the Judeo-Christian, uh, iconography that, that, helped so popularize Satanism when it, when Anton was using, uh, was using Jesus as a, uh, a means of selling the religion to, to people who already had an ingrained dislike for, uh, Judeo-Christian motifs and ideology. So, uh, but I think that we're living in a time now where, you know, Christianity is not something that that people are flocking to to convert to it the way they were once upon a time. Uh, we're living in a time now where people are much more inclined to use the information that exists at their fingertips, the internet, via the internet, uh, than mm-hmm. they than they would have been able to do. Um, when deciding whether or not to become a born again Christian, uh, you know, when, when that was very popular, uh, cause you know, the 1980s becoming a born again Christian was very in vogue. That was something that a lot of people were combating Satanism by becoming born again. Um, and, uh, and it was fashionable because then you would have something to talk about. Uh, you could say, oh, did you see this episode of Geraldo or how, whatever it is? And, oh, well, I'm born again now and we're combating those naughty Satanists. It, gave, it, it was, a, it was an, a way for people to have an identity. Well, the thing about things is, and, and it's almost like, well, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And it looks like our time is coming around. So we're going to give those pesky Christians the shove and start, you know, doing this, uh, the way we've always wanted to with bringing the fun back with not being so, so stodgy and uptight, uh, and, and not, uh, declaring people not satanic, uh, for one reason or another, that's something that I really can't get with, uh, is yeah. the, is the church of Satan's present day, uh, tendency to label this or that or someone or something not satanic. It's like they, they do this, they do this quick branding of things, not satanic, not satanic. It's like, okay, how about this then? Since you, since since there's such experts, you know, since such experts exist as uh, are able to discern what is not satanic, and since the list of what is not satanic is ever growing and is now encyclopedic in length, it would probably be worthwhile to double back and let and look at what is satanic. Uh, because uh, there's very little talk by the experts uh, about what it means to be a Satanist uh, uh, rather than what it means to be a not Satanist. 
Um, I mean, if uh, there's plenty of them that if asked based on the teachings of the present day church of Satan, that, that is church of Satan.com, not the church of Satan, uh, uh, which that is another thing. The church of Satan is not the church of Satan. The church of Satan is something called hell's kitchen productions. It is not a religious organization which, uh, of course, is justified by them proclaiming themselves atheists. And so why the need for a membership card? Well, right. because, because they need money to keep right. the lights on. <laughs> right. So why do you need a priest? Why do you need a priesthood for atheism? You know? uh, yeah, this is this, <laughs> and there lies the uh, lies the present day rub. There's a real dilemma in that, and it's not it's not one that's going away on its own. It's like yeah. it's like a bad rash that you can't figure out its origin <laughs> or what it is, but it just isn't going away, no matter what you know. Uh, and, and and Granny's Granny's weird salve doesn't even work, you know. <laughs> But it's uh, it's a it's it's really problematic because the thing is is it doesn't matter how many people in the world consider me an expert. Well, I should let me take that back. It doesn't matter how many quality people in the world consider me an expert. They're going to go when they listen to this radio show. Uh, they're going to go. Oh yeah, of course, naturally. Yeah, 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 naturally. Yeah, naturally. But they're not going to then go and find an outlet and then hire a publicist to broadcast the things that we're discussing to to and target the Satanists, the quote unquote Satanists, oftentimes quasi Satanists that exist in the world today, and and say, hey, look, you know, the magic that you're experiencing that feels like it's hidden, uh, that it's, uh, you know, hidden underneath it all, that magic is real. All this other junk isn't, you know, climb, you know, climb out of, you know, your own personal uh, ego abyss and join us, you know, in, in real magic. And, uh, and I think that that's what, uh, if anything, that's really like the aim of the satanic order is to attract as many would-be Satanists that exist out there, uh, that exist through things like the Church of Satan.com and uh, the Satanic Temple and these other outfits that are really just Church of Satan spinoffs, uh, anyway, and uh, and everyone knows that there's you know there, there's there's nothing new under the old sun. And, uh, and it's, it, it was unwise to try to rebrand or repackage Anton's work, uh, that early. Uh, they, they would have been better waiting until I'm dead to, uh, you know, to, to attempt to do so because all that they're inviting is for Stanton to pipe up with some common sense or logic. And then, uh, you know, their whole house of cards comes falling down. But, uh, right. but in that, but in that collapse, there are there are the jokers out there that we want to attract. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, uh, and they're, they're few and far between in a deck of cards, uh, but they, but they are there. And those, uh, it's the, it's the ones who are in it for the fun and who are in it for, you know, it's like when I watch documentaries, uh, uh, present day documentaries, uh, for instance, there's the Hail Satan one about the Satanic Temple. There's something about these people that that even though I dislike them because I think that they they don't really fully get it. I also I, I like the better than the other guy, you know, type of thing where it's like right. where it's like, well, at least these guys are goofy and they're being goofy and they're putting on their 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 cheap capes and and donning their plastic pitchforks and doing it the way Anton said to do it, which is, you know, it's like you're not going to ever no no normal person today is ever going to convince somebody that they are the most evil man on earth. You know, it's a <laughs> titles like that don't get passed around anymore because the world is overpopulated, uh, and so. So what does that leave? Uh, that leaves, oh, that guy's the weirdest guy on earth, or that guy's the creepiest guy on earth, or that guy's, uh, I don't know if this makes sense, but like, uh, I would rather hang out with people from the Satanic Temple, even though I know they don't get it fully, just because at least they know that they don't get it fully, and they can they can kind of make fun of themselves and at least there, the the humor about it is self depreciating, and also their interest and desire in gathering money, they they wear on their sleeves. So they're not trying to hide anything. At least it doesn't appear that they're trying to hide anything. Everybody's trying to hide something. So of course they're they are trying to hide something. Whatever it is doesn't seem outward apparent, outwardly apparent though. Um, uh, probably, I mean, mostly it's publicity. At, at least that's what it comes across as. I think that they've become a, a publicity outfit where it's where it's more about publicity than it is about anything else. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of that, and I love I love uh, all these ideas about the satanic order. Now, is this uh, connected with um, Liberated X? Yeah. Well, everything I'm working on is, is all interconnected because what I'm developing with Liberated X. Okay. So Liberated X is, is a, is a, is an idea that I had for how I could take the film works that my friend, John A. Steel, who owns the archives of aesthetic nihilism. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's pretty like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was no, I ordered a I ordered a video from him like in the like in the 80s I he had a catalog right. out and I nice. ordered, I ordered a video from him that's where I got my copy of Satanus and Brother Buzz oh, and and he had a video that's like all these interviews with like uh uh with uh, uh Zena um during the everyone. 80s and stuff yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah, cool. all that's, that's that that's all you know I I lived with John Ace Neal as my roommate um, off and on, uh, but the first time was back in 1988. We were living in the same house together during the 
during the songs for the end of the world days. Uh, and we shared a home together then. And then we've, we have been uh, on and off again, uh, roommates uh, throughout my career and, and adolescence. Uh, and we're still very close friends. But anyway, I have, I have the bulk of his archives on DVD and he was struggling with getting the archives um, uh, streaming and online uh, because that's how people watch stuff now. I mean, nobody goes buys DVDs or anything else for that matter. Everything is streaming. So it's kind of like a bad dash for, for people who are uh, independent distributors like myself to get stuff out there and available before you know, before someone else does, it's like, um, uh, it's like planting, it's like farming, you know, um, uh, planting these DVDs into this, uh, digital, um, uh, digital, uh, uh, preserve of sorts, uh, which is what it is. It is a, it's a digital preserve, uh, for, uh, for the sake that, these things, if left as just DVDs or videos, would eventually disintegrate and uh, be lost to time and lost to history as well. And so I have like a, just a massive, monstrously huge amount of DVDs and videos that are effectively like the, the, creme de la creme of completely outrageous mondo underground outsider stuff uh conspiracies galore and you know satanic stuff and scientology you know training videos ufos and serial killers and everything dark and taboo conceivable i have like these like thousands of of titles uh, much of them are independently produced uh and some of them are were real deal movies when they were made but they are like lost titles because unless somebody takes the initiative to release them for for streaming uh online they're gonna get lost um and uh it's an interesting interesting phase of things that were phasing out uh hard media and turning it into ethereal digital digital media uh um, it's pretty cool being a part of that uh when i was a kid i was involved in the design work for some of john ace neal's bootleg video covers he would uh when i felt inspired uh he would let me make like collage art covers for videos that didn't have uh covers per se like concert videos and stuff like that uh, one, of my, one of the funnest was when I, when he uh, granted me permission to use some of his old porno mags to, to clip some, uh, clip some stuff out for a butthole surfers uh, video cover. Uh, any excuse, any excuse to play with porn when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then, and, and so, so, so then. Liberated X then is like your is like a streaming. It's like a it's streaming, a streaming adventure. Site. Can people like can people like uh, find it and 
Yeah, uh-huh. it's like Netflix from hell. You know, it's like, I mean, it's it, it, we've got all kinds of just we've got classic uh, classic satanic things like uh, the devil bat and the black cat and uh, satanus and uh, I have I can boast the largest the single largest uh, at least in one place collection of Anton LaVey film works and speaking of uh, Anton's fame as it be uh, and coming back around to that briefly uh, it my wife made an interesting observation earlier that Anton is as much a movie star in his own right as someone like James Dean or, uh, you know, or Marilyn Monroe because, because of the small number of titles that they were in, but that they were featured in and that, and that serve as, their lasting, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. portrayal, the portrayal in film. And, uh, and it's important to, to consider that, that Anton was not just the guy that started a religion that became popular and actually took off built around devil worship, but was also in movies and banging Jane Mansfield and, you know, all of this type of stuff. Uh, he lived an extremely colorful life, having a full-grown lion in your house, uh, raising it from a cub. I mean, these, you can't make this stuff up. And uh, more, more than not being able to make it up, uh, you can steal it. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the newest, uh, the newest venture into the Adams Family uh, franchise is uh depicts the adams family as having of all things now suddenly out of nowhere a pet lion ah i wonder where they got that from (laughs) yeah so so it's now it's it's not you know before it was life imitating art in that we were compared so often with the old adams family that uh, that now the new Adams family is borrowing uh, tidbits from my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then there's also um, I mean, you probably heard about this that there's that series um, American Horror Story. Yes, yeah, I think it is. Like a couple yeah. couple years back, they had a, a an episode uh, or a few episodes that involved an Anton Lavey ish kind of yes. character in it. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I thought that that was super cool. I'm, uh, I, I mean, okay, uh, I'm gonna have a girly moment, but you know, me and my wife, we like, we love American Horror Story. It's like our show together, but it's total couples show. You know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like if I were single, I wouldn't watch that shit to save, you know, to save my life. But. Uh, no, but because it's it's that type of thing. It's like we're together, and uh, you know, I'm in a relationship, and there's so much like relationship stuff in the stories that it's like that it really lends itself to being a couple show. Um, uh, but I love it, you know, and uh, and I live in LA, and so I know people who work on it, uh, and which is fun, you know, for me. It's like uh, having a little bit of insight. And uh, the inside track on different like little fun things going on and stuff, um, but uh, 
curiously, I didn't know that Anton was going to be making an appearance, but I had this weird sneaking suspicion that he was going to be just the way the show was going. I was like, I was like, geez, Anton's going to appear any minute. And like, <sighs> I, I was saying that to myself literally like an episode before the, uh, the episode, the, the first episode, I don't know if he was on more than one episode, but he did say, I'm Anton LaVey from the church of Satan. I know that. And, uh, and I also know that if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm pretty certain that there was a, 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 a not so happy, uh, criticism by the church of Satan.com on their Twitter about, uh, about Anton's portrayal in American horror story as being, uh, inappropriate to his legacy or something like that. Mm. I think that Anton would have loved it. And I uh, think that he would uh-huh. have, he would have saw the, he would have saw the, the horror movie value, uh, in it of being, uh, of becoming a monster more or less. Uh, right. I mean, he wasn't at all opposed to his wax figure being on display in the chamber of horrors right alongside Dracula and Frankenstein. So, uh, I mean, like, why are, why are hairs being split uh, over a bald man? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about, uh, then. What, what about Baphomet X? How does that tie in with things? Okay, well, uh, uh, more or less of an obsession. Uh, yeah, interesting that... Uh, that you and I were speaking earlier, uh, and it turned out that that your band uh, shares a striking similarity, and it was uh, Asmodeus X. And I'm curious how you came up with that and why, because I was I feel genuinely possessed when uh, having developed Bathman X. I mean, it came to be out of the works of Crowley, of course. Uh, but it was, it wasn't as directly inspired by Crowley as it was just an inspired thing that happened to me. And, uh, and I just, I, I don't know. I was, I felt like, uh, I mean, I use the internet like, like a Ouija board the way I'm sure plenty of magicians do. Uh, and, and it works wonderfully for that purpose. And so, uh, while domain shopping, I just decided I'm going to look up Baphomet X out of nowhere. And I found it. I saw it. I liked it. I liked all of what it represented for me personally as being kind of what what they consider excommunicated from the Church of Satan. And uh, I consider myself an ex an expatriate of sorts. Uh, so yeah, um, the Malcolm X, uh, the, just the, 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 the taboo, uh, that, uh, X carries with it in that it's also like a crossbones and it's, uh, so many things symbolically. And, uh, and I just felt like it was a natural thing uh, that happened. And then 
from Baphomet X, which is now originally Baphomet X was going to be like where uh, it what originally was where my where I would put articles written by me, uh, stories, uh, you know, a little bit of merchandise uh, and some collectibles. And it still basically is that for the most part. But what I've done is I've just brought these websites together and put them onto one hosting because it's it there it's easier to have them all in the same place than you know do this dosi do web ring nonsense. Um, so Baphomet X, the way I'm viewing the the immediate future of it is as soon as we're past this dreaded uh, plague that we're in. Uh, I'd like Baphomet X to go back to being uh, what we host events under and what we, and it would be kind of like uh, the sponsor, if you will, behind uh, the ceremonies and the event style um, uh, approach to holding ceremonies for members only uh, as well as, uh, as well as a place to to sell a platform to sell satanic culture ideas that I that I dream up uh, in the form of uh, jewelry, clothing, um, uh, memorabilia. I put together little collections of little like collector sets and stuff that that get people into the spirit of collecting LaVey, uh, collecting LaVey memorabilia as a nostalgic outlet is the way I view it. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's like for, for, for many, uh, young people, uh, the satanic Bible is to them what the Johnson Smith catalog was to Anton, which was totally a it was it's like the ultimate indulging in nostalgia and uh and novelty and uh and so i want to keep as much of the novelty aspects uh of the of anton's sense of humor in the satanic order as possible and so what what i'm developing behind the scenes is kind of a curriculum of sorts that is going to be a uh when it's finished it will map or navigate uh new and old um uh self-proclaimed uh or self-acknowledged satanists uh with the history of satanism in the west as i know it and as i know it to have come to be uh, with all of the juicy trivia uh, and and bad mouthing that I'm leaving out here, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because I could go full tilt in my own. I mean, it's my own cult. I could say whatever I want in it, right? Right. <laughs> as long right. as as long as I let people know, hey, you know, this is my this is my personality and my personality's view of these things. Uh, and, yeah. my, and you know, my ego might also uh, pop in and say hello here and there. Uh, and so, uh, but I'll, uh, you know, the plan is to to 
speak frankly with my members about these things and also to not take myself too seriously uh, you know, ever and not take anything too, too seriously. Uh, I think that things really fell apart for Anton when, uh, uh, when Aquino was, it's, Aquino was given a major, uh, some major responsibilities within the church. Aquino is also responsible for a rapid expansion period for the Church of Satan. During those uh, nine years, the years that Aquino was most active, he, uh, the Church of Satan experienced its, its first big publicity surge and an interest boom from the general public. And that was in no small part thanks to Aquino's crafty work, uh, you know. Uh, and so um, when he decided that Anton's, uh, you know, that Anton's uh, money, you know, scheme with, with regard to how he was treating or how he was vocally uh, treating the Church of Satan in suggesting that priesthoods could be bought, which is not really something that was ever true anyway. What And what Anton actually meant was that someone who has amassed a, 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 enough money in life that their, that their personality or their character is either is either affected by or affected by that money or uh, positively uh, satanically or if it was there if it was in fact the satanic streak in any given individual that led to them becoming wealthy because in instances where that's the case those types of people would, of course, be extremely attractive to Anton. Why would Anton not want to befriend and surround himself with individuals who became wealthy uh, behind uh, satanic principles in life? Um, so, uh, you know, that's where he was coming from with that. I figured I would wrap wrap that one, put a bow on that one. <laughs> Well, no, that makes sense. I mean, there's definitely um, say the whole thing with Satanism is there's an emphasis on success, right? Yes, I mean, yes. about being successful materially, you know, yes. practically and as as well as spiritually and and uh, you know and in you know indulgence wise and doing the things that you want to do. Um, and having the experiences you want to have, but I mean, there, there, there's, there's, there's nothing forbidden about that. There's nothing Did forbidden about know, that. No, it's not a, it's all. not a. We all you know, know that there are certain experiences in life that, in order to uh, have them, you know, it's you, you either need to have you, you either need to have the dough, or else it's who you know or who you blow. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, uh, lucky for me, I was born Stanton LaVey. So I've been able to, sh uh, shirk my, uh, you know, blowjob responsibilities as it be, uh, <laughs> other people's, uh, other people are probably less fortunate. 
<laughs> no, definitely. That's good. Good. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Stanton, you yes. were mentioning before that you'd you'd had some uh, health challenges recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, I am a staunch vegetarian. Uh, I have recently loosened up a little bit on that, where I'm now eating um, eggs occasionally, but I, but I only eat them because I uh, procure them from um, a woman who has her own chickens, and those chickens lay consistent eggs from a feed source and in a home where they're loved and treated like pets. Uh, otherwise I wouldn't eat eggs unless the chickens were being treated like pets. Um, and, uh, and so I discovered that with, uh, that combined with a pre-existing health condition that I have, that's a, it's a slow, gradual and irreversible, inescapable, <laughs> uh, but not untreatable uh, degeneration of the spine um, that itself depletes the body of B12 by some method of spinal fluid being uh, cut off from proper circulation but then I'm also a naughty vegan and I've learned that uh, I, yeah I know it's like here I am thinking myself so so altruistic and so, um, you know, uh, better than everyone else because I don't, uh, gobble up living creatures, um, that, uh, uh, that I, I kind of slacked off where the studying, um, studying the, uh, what is it like, uh, the, the vegan Bible, the way I should have, uh, and not eating enough of my legumes or whole proteins or however it works out. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I became B12 deficient and was paralyzed, uh, for about a month, a month and a half. And I am, I am physical, I'm giving myself the physical therapy necessary presently to, uh, bring myself back, but it's a long, slow haul. And, uh, and it is not fun. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot better now and daily. I do a little bit better. Um, I am walking and I'm using my, all my limbs and everything, but, uh, but not without, uh, uh, quite a bit of effort. Uh, like I walk with a cane presently. Um, so, uh, so all you, um, all you well wishing witches and warlocks out there, uh, please put me on your uh, on your compassion list, and uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I won't kick the bucket before I am able to see uh, some of these things through. Oh, definitely, yeah. You got a lot of you got a lot of important things to do yet. So. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Out. Yeah, mellowing out. I'm treating life a little bit less, like it's. Um, something that I can just burn the candle at both ends like I did for many years. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've partied hardy in my day. I, 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 
my database is, uh, my, my hard drive is on overload or something like that. Um, but yeah, I've had some health scares due to veganism, uh, and, uh, and lifestyle choices. And I think that it's important for anyone that is going to be vegetarian or vegan to, uh, take it up with their primary care doctor and let their doctors know what they're planning and to make sure to take, um, vitamin B12, uh, every day, if not, you know, more than once a day. Uh, so to all my vegan Satanists out there, take your B12 kitties. I wouldn't want you to end up, uh, like uncle Stanton in a wheelchair. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's that. And are, uh, are you still, are you still vegan currently? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. I make stuff with my, with my home grown eggs in it now. And, uh, but I don't eat, I don't eat flesh, you know, uh, it's, it's difficult because my wife was like, won't you even just like consider eating some clam chowder because clams are really high in B12. And, and she's like, she's like, I hear they don't have nerves and that they, if they might not suffer, they might not suffer too much. It's like, it's, it's a sweet idea and that it's coming from her and she's vegan herself. But, uh, but I just, I can't do it. Uh, there's something, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's the Gandhi in me or what, but, um, I really think that it's the, I really believe in a future vegan world or mostly vegan or mostly plant-based world. Um, I know, I know from research that humans were once upon a time, primarily plant-based eating creatures, uh, which is why we don't have fangs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, we've adapt- adopted and adapted to a, a more carnivorous existence. And now we exist in this strange gray area between the two. Uh, and, uh, it's like so many things. And it's, it's a, uh, paradox that just keeps, uh, that uh, on its own pendulum swings one way and then another. Uh, veganism as a fad is growing, uh, and um, and I think that I think people are becoming more animal uh, animal cruelty conscious. Uh, 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 do you know? Do in large part to how uh, how children uh, believe uh, have you heard this children have rights now oh (laughs) yeah children children have rights now and so uh so it's like well if children are gonna have rights and they're gonna give them to women too then i I think animals should have some rights as well and uh so (laughs) yeah i'm inclined to speak on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves and i uh and that that to me that means animals and children well stanton Thank you for spending this time with us this evening and sharing this this fire with us. I want to ask now if you have any final thoughts that might help our listeners survive in the dark times that lie before us. Uh, yes. Uh, well, all I can say on that note is uh, is look out for numero uno because uh, uh, 
because if you're not looking out for yourself, uh, odds are no one else is either. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, there's no such thing as free will, uh, or coincidence. Keep that in mind. Awesome. <laughs> great, great, great advice. And so Thanks Stanton, for, thank you so much. You bet, man. We'll have you back again sometime. Um, we'll put up information on the show notes for, uh, you know, Liberated X and, and Baphomet X and, and the Satanic Order and everything Thank that you have you. going on so people can check it out. Yes. And I urge everyone to send all that, all that compassion and healing magic Stanton's way right now because uh, every little bit helps. Thank you very much, Paul. I'll be talking to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Hail Satan. Hails. Take it easy.